The sermon for the third Sunday after Epiphany is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. The sermon is entitled, The Power of Is. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The power of God. By His power alone, He controls all things. As I read in our Psalm 62 this morning, I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love. The power belongs to God. The ultimate power. Power beyond our own human reason, our own strength, our own intellect. Power beyond this world belongs to our all-creator, all-omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. And we see it in the Bible time and time again. The Red Sea, no problem. With the army chasing after them and the body of water in front, it seemed that there was no way out. But by the power of God, he provided a way of deliverance, delivering the panicked hearts of these Israelites and setting them free. Five loaves, two fish, no problem. Though the disciples had said, this is a desolate place and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages so that they can buy themselves something to eat. In other words, the disciples were saying, we only have five loaves and two fish. This can't feed anyone but ourselves. Tell them to go away and find food for themselves. But there, by the power of God, what happened? These five loaves and two fish, the Lord blesses food, and everyone in the multitudes, thousands were fed abundantly with many um, left over. Jesus walking on water? No problem. In the boat, the wind against them. The disciples were in great fear because they had thought they had seen a ghost hovering over the water. But by the power of God, there he was. Jesus walking on the water saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. By the power of God, Jesus Christ can do all things. And lastly, the story of good old Lazarus. Already dead, with the stench being the great indicator of his death, Mary and Martha, in great grief, even saying to the Lord, if you were here earlier, our brother would not have died. With great compassion, he went to the tomb and said, Lazarus, by his word, come out. And there he came out. All by the power of God. The power of is, the power of God and his word. Today we read, how can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? The third uh, Roman numeral there in your catechism. And I encourage all of you to get the new one because, well, as I'm discovering it, um, there's a lot more there as we dig through it. But it reads right here, certainly not just eating and drinking do these things. But the words written here, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in the sacrament. 
Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, the forgiveness of sins. There in the New Catechism, on page 335, there we see the question, why should we take Jesus at his word? Why should we take Jesus at his word? Pertaining to the power of the sacrament, the power of God's word, the power of is, there in the word, this is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. It is in that is that we have the gracious feast. That therein is we have the life-giving bread and wine, body and blood for you. And the question is, why should we take Jesus at his word? And so today for our reading, we read Mark 4, verses 35 to 41. And it reads, That day when evening came, he said to the disciples, and follow along if you'd like in your bulletin, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, of course. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, why should we take Jesus at his word? What does this miracle reveal about the power of Jesus' words? Just imagine being in the disciples' shoes. The storm was rising, the waves breaking, tossing them to and fro. And this always reminds me of one of my favorite movies, uh, The Perfect Storm. Anyone remember that? Right? Um, Clooney and... Um, Mark Wahlberg there in the water. And, you know, you see the storm and you see the last scene where that big wave comes. You know, that's what I see in a storm, right? But it's in this chaos that you would think everyone would have their hands on deck. Well, the disciples tried to, but there Jesus was. What was he doing? Sleeping. Sleeping, right? Now, in any urgent matter, sleeping is the last thing that we would do, but Jesus was sleeping. Now, why is that? Why did he not panic? Why did God not panic when Pharaoh's army was chasing after his people with the Red Sea in front of them? Why didn't he panic? Because we know that God is all-powerful. He is above all creation. He can do all things. And in this case, he just got up and looked at creation and said, quiet, be still. That is the power of God and his word and his authority. And now there they were, completely calm. Yes, the power of God's word is everything. And though the disciples had faith, and we knew they had faith, they went to Jesus for his help. They still had their doubts. Who is this? They said, even the winds and the waves obey him. 
Jesus reminds us today of these words that he told the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? That is, do you still have no faith in God's word and the power of his word? Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. The bread and wine connected to God's word, his almighty power and promise. And as Luther wrote in the large catechism, what Christ's lips say and speak, so it is. And it is all by the power of his word. Power. And we all love power, don't we? Do we all love power? Can we agree here? Yes? Even though we know that we shouldn't have power, or we shouldn't trust our own power, it is in our human self that we love power. The power of the mind, the, the power of human reason, uh, the power of authority, the power and the control that we want. We love power. And as we look at this bread and wine, many in the world will say, by their own human reason and strength and their own human wisdom and their logic. How can this be? How can God's word give what it gives? Promise what it promises in this ordinary bread and wine. And we know this has been a controversy ever since the beginning, ever since the church with Luther and all the debates that continued. But we always go back to those words. What Christ's lips say and speak, so It is. It is. It is. 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 Right? But yet, again, even though we know the truth of is, how easy do we trust in ourselves? God is so powerful. He gives us all that we have. But why are you so afraid, as he said to the disciples? Why are we so afraid? Now, the devil, he threw this power play at Adam and Eve. Where, yes, if you eat from this tree, even though God said by his word and by his power you will die, the devil said what? You will surely be like God's and you will not die. You will have all the power in the world. You will know good and evil. You will be God. And that's what we learn today as we go over the sacrament. It's all about the power play. So enticing to take control. So tempting to be in our own power. Yes, our sinful human power distracts us from the word of God. Our sinful human power wants to believe what it wants to believe. Answering in our own time, our own perspectives, our own design. Our sinful human power, well, it exudes arrogance and self-reliance pride and self-righteousness. But again, when we look to our own power, how much power do we have against our sin, death, guilt, and the grave? Where is our power when we are faced with the evil foe right in front of us? So we repent, for we know the power of man falls short. But yet, there is the power of God's word. He sees a world that is mired in powerlessness. 
weak and broken and dead and separated from God. But by the power of His truth, by the power of His grace, the Word of God delivers. He delivers what He promises because He is God. The Word made flesh, the Word that dwelt among us in all of His glory and truth, the power of His Word alone, that from an offspring of a woman would come the man who would crush the head of Satan. The power of God's Word, you will name Him Jesus, for He will save people from their sins. The power of God's Word, I will destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. The power of God's Word, Jesus foretelling His death and resurrection, not once, not twice, but thrice, three times. Jesus followed through, all by the power of His Word, it is finished. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And even in that upper room, he says to these disciples who were in great fear of the Jews, believing they were to be next to be punished, Jesus goes through that locked door and says, What? Peace be with you. The power of words. Not just any word, but the word of Christ. His death and resurrection, His delivering power that has given you the greatest comfort that your sins are indeed forgiven. The Lord covers you by His body and blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Death has been overcome all by His word. Saved, rescued, and redeemed, that you are, not by the power and the authority of man, but solely by the power and grace of of God, His love for you, the all-atoning sacrifice, all because Jesus is the Christ. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is His name, Messiah, Redeemer, Savior, and this Jesus is the Christ, the Christ, Christos the anointed one, the one who was set apart to fulfill the word of God, to be your savior, to be the ransom payment for your sins, paying the price, the penalty, by going to the cross for you and me. All because Jesus is the Christ. And through the power of is, he gives you the perfect picture, the delivering picture of restoration. You are made new, my friends. Though you face all the things of this life, tiredness, exhaustion, guilt, shame, suffering, even the delights and joys and all good things, through all things, we are made new by the power of His Word. Not our works, but His work. Not our merits, but His merits. Not our words, but His words. That from the fruits of the cross, there we are blessed today as we go over the bread and wine, the body and blood of our Lord. Friends, we are not certainly just eating bread and wine, but we are receiving and consuming in faith those very words, the power and promise of God's word given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As the lips of Christ has said so, so it is. And here now, beyond our human comprehension, the great mystery of the sacrament, 
we lay hold of God's word, clinging to his word alone. The nature of the sacrament, the benefits of the sacrament, the power of the sacrament. There we have God's means of grace, his truth. From the cross to the grave, to the resurrection, to his ascension and his final return, we await in this pilgrimage, we await as we partake in this foretaste of the feast that is to come, in the sacrament of our Lord, in the power of God's word, in the power of is. Yes, it is by this very power that he can indeed separate bodies of water, provide food for the multitudes, raise people from the dead, walk on water, and most importantly, die and rise for our sins. Who is this? Jesus, who brings life to the world. Who is this? That through his work upon the cross, we can stand tall knowing that by the authority and promise of God, all has been accounted for. From sin, death, and shame, from guilt, fear, and discouragement, from emptiness, anxiety, and the burdens of this life, there Jesus is to give you the power of his word. As we go up to the sacrament today, we must ask ourselves, For who is this, that in this sacrament, there you are given Jesus, his body and blood, the great assurance, the great peace and comfort, knowing that you are in his name, knowing that Jesus is with you, knowing in faith that as you partake, you are forgiven of your sins. The devil thrown down, death over with, all by the power of of God's word. So brothers and sisters in Christ, depart today knowing full well that from the boat we hear Jesus' words, quiet, be still. And from the holy meal we receive those very same words. Quiet, be still. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.